Welcome back to the Grow Dad Podcast. My name is Sydney, and here's my dad. And um, Stuart, <laughs> thanks for listening, and um, hopefully we'll touch on some topics that you might have a conversation about at some point. So yes. The topic, actually, for today is uh, one that <laughs> that really spans young and old and and everything in between um everybody has responsibility in their life everybody has um something they're responsible for maybe something they're responsible to maybe something they just want to be responsible uh for but we're going to talk about it and just not give any advice because, you know, this is a free conversation. It's not yeah. an advice we clinic or anything. We have more questions than we do answers. Yes, yeah. we do have questions. Um, there are questions. And, and you know, this hopefully will stir some conversation. But uh, what, what do you think, Sydney? Uh, what is... What do you think about this topic anyway? I think it's really weird because, especially for kids, usually responsibility has like a negative connotation of like, I don't, or like be like be responsible, like grow up, be responsible, like, <laughs> like right. do do your chores, do you're responsible for your schoolwork. So it's usually not a, a fun word to talk about, but getting older, you kind of realize like being responsible for something is actually kind of fun because you get to make your own choices but that means the consequences are just as much your own as as the the good things so they're yours yes being again being responsible point. for it like whatever happens mm -hmm. you're responsible for it, which means you have to deal with it or accept it mm -hmm. or take um ownership of it and yeah yeah but i guess our, like our first oh what were you gonna say Oh, just that my parents always had little sayings and my mother used to love to say, it's your little red wagon, red <laughs> wagon, red wagon. <laughs> you can push it or you can pull it. And it was her way of just saying, you're responsible for this. It's yours. The consequences are yours. Everything. It's all yours. Yeah. You can do with it what you want and I like to say that to you now because <laughs> less and less am I the one making choices for you or telling you how it needs to be done and more and more I'm telling you it's your little red wagon you can push or you can pull it even though there are certain things that parents want you know, certain ways parents want things to be done or certain things parents need to have done, whether it's chores in the house or whatever. But allowing you to do it the way that you want to do it is necessary. Yes. As difficult as it is as a parent, for a parent to to give you that autonomy you need it i think it's i think it's needed in any type of 
relationship, like just the the space to 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 be and do whatever you want. And I think when we try to, I th- okay. First, I start with the what are we responsible for? What is what are as people as humans? What are we responsible for? Mm-hmm. My answer is I'm responsible for me, my actions, my thoughts, my feelings. And yes, that's about it. And really, that's everybody is simply yes. responsible for, for their self. And we'll get into what, you know, how others <laughs> come into play with that. Yeah, but that's the tricky part. But yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that's like the idea of being an adult and being on your own. Like, you're responsible for yourself. You got to handle everything that you need and want for yourself. If you need food, you got to do it. If you mm-hmm. need money to pay your bills, you got to do it. If and, and within your relationships, you're responsible for how you manage and your time and your energy, all that stuff. Like it's your responsibility. Nobody else is responsible for it. So if you go mess it up, it's your fault. And if you mm-hmm. go do something amazing, okay, that's actually kind of an interesting, like, space and responsibility. Like, if you do something bad, or quote-unquote bad, if you do something that's irresponsible, as in you, let's say, like, time management, you don't manage your time wisely, and then you run out of time to do things that you need to and want to do. If that happens, you, like... In, in, I won't say in most situations. In that situation, I would say it's my fault. Like, no one made me do that. But if we do something good, something that's seen as good and productive, like you, like doing this podcast or getting some homework done and some projects done and all that stuff, we do something productive that's meaningful to most people from the outside looking in, then... We look around and we're like, oh, well, yes, I did it, but I can't take all the credit because I wouldn't be here without this person, that person, without this, like, factor. Like, we wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to get to school if you didn't drive me to school. Right. So I wouldn't be able to get my work done. We wouldn't be here without God. All, like, all of those things. So it's, when we do something good, the responsibility is more spread out, it seems. Like, it seems. It seems like you do something good, especially something that you're being like acknowledged for, like publicly, mm-hmm. like whether it's like a small group of people or a large group of people. We say thank you to just about everyone in our life because we're like, I wouldn't be here without you. We do something bad. It's my fault. Well, it's funny you say that because that's a very, you know, mature and even grown up way to to look at it. Because there are a lot of people that do not that do not want to give credit where credit is due. That want to receive credit, but not give credit. So, even if it's something there was that someone else is responsible for, they may go out and try to figure out how they can get in on it. Mm-hmm. and make it seem as though it was their idea, let's say, so that they can 
receive some credit for it for a project or whatever um and certainly there are a lot of people who don't want to take responsibility for obviously for the the irresponsible things but who will certainly seek the um the credit or praise for doing that responsible thing. I mean, yeah, for doing the good thing, it's like... Yeah. Well, I guess it's also easier to, to think, and it's more acceptable to thank other people or to sort of say, it well, is. it wasn't all me, like it was someone else. Because mm -hmm. when we do something bad and we're like, it wasn't all me, like all these other people participated in this. That and would be like humble, a humble thing to do. When, when you do something good. Right. Yeah, I'm saying when you do something bad and you're like, well, it actually wasn't all me. It was this person, that person, that person. This person oh, contributed well, yeah. to all of this, and this is not all my fault, and this is not all my doing. Mm -hmm. All of you were involved. Then it's like we're blaming people, and we're not mm -hmm. taking responsibility for our actions. But, okay, this is an interesting thing. When you do something, well, I think everything everything you do regard in regards to other people, especially within relationships like friendships parents all that stuff people have the ability to feel a certain way about wh whatever you did whether they feel happy and lovely and joy mm -hmm. about it or they feel hurt and offended and disrespected maybe like are you taking responsibility then when someone else's feelings are involved is more difficult because it's like if i did something to you Let's say, um, like for Christmas, I get you a gift that you really want. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you feel happy. You feel um, <laughs> joy because mm -hmm. now you have this thing that you were really wanting. It's like I can't then, or take at least credit. to me, I shouldn't take credit for your right. for your happiness. And then be like, oh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I did that. Yeah. And then, but if I do something that, leave that leaves you feeling offended then do i take responsibility for you being offended or do i take like taking responsibility for what i did that offended you mm -hmm. but i i guess it's easy it's way easier to take responsibility for the negative em at least from my perspective it's way easier for me to take responsibility for the negative emotions that someone feels because of something i did mm -hmm. or in reaction to something i did than it is to take any type of responsibility for something that I did that led to them feeling happy or seen or cared about. It's like... And and again, Sydney, that's mature of you to say that or to even feel and think that way because a lot of people uh, would love to feel like they made someone feel happy or yeah. they they thought of this surprise um that made someone happy um and we've had this conversation before mm. you know especially when it comes to feelings do we make are we even responsible to make someone feel I don't, I don't think happy you can. i don't think you can make someone feel anything only because you 
they have, have a choice like, to choose. Like, okay, you could <laughs> one morning you could say something that's like, like, hey, Sydney, you didn't clean out the litter box for the cat. And in that moment, I could go, oh, okay, and then just go do it and go about my day being a beautiful morning. And then on a different day, when I didn't get as much sleep and I'm irritated and hungry, hangry, then I'm like feeling offended because you mentioned something that I didn't do, which is like, that's not your fault. Like, it just, it depends on me. Like, even if I was having a rough morning, I could still say, oh, okay, and just go do it. Or I could say, oh, oh my gosh, what's wrong with my dad? Why does he keep telling me everything that I didn't do? Even though all you mentioned was a litter box. Like, that's on, I mean, that's something that you can't control. You can't control whether or not I do that. Right. But from your perspective, then if you choose to do it, let's say if you choose to go clean out that litter box and then I come and and say something to you, let's say I, I just find some other thing that you haven't done. Well, Sydney, you didn't clean the room. You need to clean your room. Um and if you your whole premise for cleaning out the litter box was to not just get me off your back, but to to make me happy, to make mm-hmm. me feel better. Because, you know, there are times when a parent will project their uh negative feelings on, on the child. a child's yeah on the fact that a child didn't do what they what they wanted them to do so that would be like me saying to you well you didn't uh clean out the litter box yet so i'm not happy i'm i mean i'm really mad i'm i'm angry and i'm waiting for you to clean out that litter box and and in in a lot of ways that is telling you that if you do what I want you to do, then I'll be happy. Right. And, like, uh, there's yeah. this, there's this, um, there's this really good book called Nonviolent Communication mm-hmm. by I forgot what the guy's name is, but it's a really good book. So if you have time, you should go read it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth reading. But one yes. of the things he talks about is just like in that, like, uh, between a parent and a kid, mm-hmm. like making a request versus making a demand. Like when you request something. If the person says no, like if your kid says no, if your parent says no, if your friend says no, there's nothing wrong. You like there's no negative like, oh, you don't care about me. Oh, you don't want to listen. You don't want to obey my instructions. You don't want to you're being disrespectful now. Like there's none of that. You just make a request. They say no and everything is fine. You make a demand. They say no. And now there's a problem. It's like now especially i find it like between adults and children or adults and young people a lot it's like i said this i said or i i quote unquote asked you to do this and then you didn't do it and now i'm mad at you and now i'm angry and you're being disrespectful so in that case it was a request and no in that in that case it was a demand because now you're well they say they asked you to do it yeah i'm saying but you're asking but if i say no there's a problem so it started out as a request yes and then but then it became a demand right after i said no now it's Mm. 
like escalated to yeah a now it's escalated to if you don't do this there's something wrong right instead of i asked you to do and you said no and i respect that so i'm gonna find a different way to meet that need or mm-hmm. want or whatever but yes i think in that case a lot of kids feel uh well not a lot there are a lot but mm-hmm. kids sometimes feel responsible responsible for their parents feelings about whatever mm-hmm. is not going on or what is going on that they don't like and then they're taking it as a well i should have done this and i could have done that and well now it's mm-hmm. my fault that my parents are unhappy because i'm not getting the grades they want me to get or right like, th- right. like things like that which obviously m- parents generally speaking have the intention of just wanting their kids to do well in school or to be a a a good citizen and Mm -hmm. contribute to society and be able to take care of themselves but it doesn't always you know their 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 intentions Mm -hmm. don't always line up with the way they act and like it it comes across as demanding and like uh uh it's kind of unrealistic sometimes it's like you you didn't do one thing you do all these things but you didn't do this one thing or you don't do anything right and you're never going to be anything because you can't clean up after yourself or something like that. And then the kid is, not only are they dealing with the natural consequence of they didn't clean or they didn't get the grades or they didn't whatever, now they're also dealing with their parent being, their their parents' well-being being shifted because they didn't do something. Where it's like, your kid is not responsible for the way you feel. And you shouldn't you shouldn't make them, or you shouldn't paint the... Or create an atmosphere where it's like, now this is your fault that I'm mad, and this is your fault that I'm upset, and it's your fault that uh, we we can't get along because you never do anything. Like, I mean, that's and extreme, but yeah. Right, and how the way you're saying it though, um, when you say you shouldn't, I it's, I it's, think you shouldn't. Yeah, that's, and it's preferable. Yeah. It it's obviously preferable because. You know there there are extenuating circumstances like some people might say rules are meant to be broken but it is better if in converse com- not just conversation if in um interactions parent to child that i don't give you the impression and try to um insinuate or motivate you from a negative aspect yeah as in or or if you don't do this xyz or or just plain you need to do this and uh don't ask me any questions you just need to do it um so it's funny how this 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 whole interaction this whole uh conversation that we're even having it comes from responsibility children are not responsible to make their parents happy that's not a child's purpose in life or to to um you know fill the or to live out the life that their parent expected them or dreamed that they would live out like by no means like i think it's so interesting and there are multiple situations where an adult has said to me like 
oh, you should, you should do that, or you would be really good at this, or you should do this. And, or they've held me to an expectation of doing something. And I'm thinking, well, I never said I wanted to do that. I didn't sign up for this. Like, I, I never told you that that was what I wanted to do with my life, or that's what I wanted to do they right now. And they weren't asking anyway. No, they weren't asking. They were <laughs> telling case, me, like, this right. is what, this what, is you what this is what you're capable of, so this is what I'm expecting from you. And in theory, that's good because I think you do need people in your life that are holding you accountable to, to me, the goals that you set for yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you just put your own goal on me and then you're holding me accountable to your goal when I didn't ask for it. And then if I don't live up to that or if for some reason I'm not meeting your expectation, then I'm doing something wrong. And I'm like, wait a second, I didn't. I didn't ask you for your, for so, your yeah, expectations. What is the natural reaction to that type of demand, ultimatum? Mm-hmm. What would be your natural reaction to that? To, to someone setting some mm-hmm. goal or expectation for me? Uh, I mean, personally, to not want to be around them right. or just not involving that situation or topic or whatever it is like if it's okay okay here's an example if i think everyone i think everyone is capable of doing anything they put their minds to regardless of any limitations or just disabilities that they have i think you can do whatever you want to do and it may not be the way you think you're going to do it but i think you can do it if children Math is, I think, something that a lot of people agree on. That's like, I don't like this. This is stupid. It's not necessary. I'm not going to use it in day-to-day life. So if a teacher is pushing you to do your what they think is your best, which is really just getting an A on in this class, and I'm thinking, I don't need it. This is not necessary. I don't want it. If I could, I would drop it. And then you, n- like, therefore, like, I don't, I don't see anything significant about it. So it's really hard for me to just, you know, ooh, like, I'm going to take care of this. I'm not, I don't care about it. It's not significant to me. And then, but this outside, like, what this adult is like, well, you could do it. You can do it. You're capable of doing it. I'm like, I know I'm capable of doing it. I just don't want to do it. And I guess, again, taking responsibility, uh, it's almost like they're taking responsibility for me not living up to whatever they think my potential my potential is, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, I didn't do enough to bring that out of you, or I didn't do enough to, or it's not going to be because I didn't push you, kind of thought, right. like attitude. Right, like I have to push you, or you won't reach right. your potential. It, again, I get. I guess it's like when you feel responsible for someone. It's like you kind of throw away their idea of what they're supposed to be because you have your own idea of what they're supposed to be doing or what what's best for them or mm-hmm. what's good for them. And then mm-hmm. you kind of, I mean, you kind of insert what you want and you make it more important the way they want. Like even like with friendships that I've had, like the the way I saw what was going on was like there's something else that's better than this than... And in my head, it's like they're settling for something. 
And I'm like, no, but this is better. And then, and even though technically I was right, I wasn't giving them the space to make their own decision and, like, respecting it. And instead of saying, oh, this is better, like, you should do this instead. Like, why are you doing that? Just letting them do what they're doing and then being there for them in the way that they needed me to be there for them. Instead of, oh, well, I've I've been through this before. Like, I know that I know what's better. Like, you're not going to, this is not going to end well, so you should just do this instead. Instead of, they want to do this and accepting that and just giving them the space to do that and then being there for them. That might be, what you just said, might be the most difficult thing about being a parent. That might be it right there. Just being able to listen without judgment and without interjecting my own feelings, thoughts, uh, beliefs into your life and without regard or without consideration of your feelings, Mm -hmm. thoughts, beliefs. Um, So basically, and it's something that all parents have to struggle with and or have to come to grips with. Realizing that as children grow up, they no longer are children. And you can no longer just impose upon them your will and your your way and your beliefs and your thoughts right. and feelings. Yeah. Being able to allow a young person the space. Mm-hmm. Like you're mentioning with a friend, but you know, I, I guess I've been a parent so long. I'm just <laughs> thinking of it from the parent way, and not only friends either, but definitely yeah. from the parent aspect. It has. We have to get to the point where we, even if we don't say it to our young adult, we have to get to the point where we stop ourselves Mm -hmm. from being who we were from being responsible for that young person as we were a few years ago yeah that responsibility is no longer there at a certain point and it it kind of brings me around to what responsibility uh, being responsible for i'm definitely responsible for you as you were growing up to a certain point yeah and then i had to um, not only acknowledge that you had your own autonomous thoughts feelings and and beliefs but that they were important and very important so much so that I should now take a backseat to your thoughts and feelings and beliefs because, you know, I, I can't give you the little red wagon and tell you you can push it or pull it and then take it back from you 
and say, and well, no, you're not no, pushing you're it the right way. <laughs> you're supposed to do it this way. No, it's yours. And I have to give it to you. I not only have to give it to you, but then I have to leave you to it, with it, to do with it as you please. It's difficult. It's very difficult, as you just mentioned with friends. Um, yeah. being I guess being in a situation where you think you know what's better or what's best, and seeing someone not, or do the maybe the opposite of that, or maybe just not something close to that it's like seeing that and i think often it's like in the mm-hmm. in the sake of wanting what's best for them or having their best intentions at heart you're like oh no let me stop them from doing this mm-hmm. and and you know i'm i'm gonna keep this from happening because right. i know this is gonna hurt them or i know this is gonna end up this way or that way when it at least to me, I was making it more about me than I was making it about them. Like, I was, I was making the situation about Sydney knows what's best. So mm-hmm. listen to Sydney because Sydney knows what's best. And if you listen to Sydney, everything will go right. Sounds like a parent. And then, <laughs> and, and then I guess the, what I kind of got from that is regardless of whether or not they listen to me, they were going to be okay. And they are okay. Like, their life didn't end. They didn't... And sh- may- maybe they experienced some hurt, but they're they're just as capable of, of healing and, and growing as any other person on the planet. So it's not like them not listening to me was such a big deal that... I mean, it's like you're doing it because you're like, oh no, they're going to get hurt. And the thing is, if they get hurt, it's okay. And not because you you want them to get hurt, but because that's a part of life. And it's okay if they make mistakes, and it's okay if they get hurt. It's okay if they experience some times where struggle. they... Yeah, where they struggle or they feel... It's okay. They don't feel their best or they're not yeah. being their best. And, like, it's okay. Like, you don't have to stop every single bad thing ever from happening to someone. Because when right. you try to do that, you're, like, forcing your... You're forcing yourself on them, basically. And you're not allowing them to grow. It reminds me of the analogy of a butterfly coming out of the cocoon. And uh, an Mm -hmm. individual watching this butterfly and seeing it struggle to get out and thinking and feeling, I need to help the butterfly get out of the cocoon. Really, they get stronger when they fight. Not just stronger. Yeah, they develop. The blood, literally, the blood within the caterpillar mm-hmm. as it's turned into this butterfly has to be squeezed into the wings yeah or it will never fly right. so if a butterfly doesn't have to squeeze out of that cocoon mm-hmm. and force that blood to be uh, circulated outside of that abdomen where everything was before mm-hmm. it would never circulate into those wings and that butterfly that was helped out of the cocoon will never fly never and it would ruin that caterpillar um, (laughs) the butterfly's life it will never literally become a butterfly because it will never fly yeah and then the other thing that is important is 
it's like whether it's like parents or your friend or like a parent and their child or a friend and their friend like whatever it is we believe in god so trusting that god has a thousand and a million different ways to to save or to help them get to where they need to be without mm-hmm. me like mm-hmm. like without like if i if i didn't exist Mm-hmm. They God would still have or God still has a way for them to get through what they're gonna go through and to come out of it a better person than when it started. So right. like realizing that, it's like okay. You you kind of have to take a step back and then you can really just let people live and like wow. Not only is it, I mean then I guess you kind of realize the privilege you have in, mm. in being a part of someone's life and being able to to care about them. And then it's not so much of a, if this doesn't go the way I think it should go, that it's like a failure. It's, it's like it's not because there's a million different ways for them to be who they need to be and, and really to be who they are, not necessarily who they need to be. But it's like without me in their life, without anyone in their life, God is still in their life, whether they want him to be or not necessarily. Mm-hmm. And he still has a way for them to to have everything that they need and everything that they want. So it's not about, again, it's not about me. It's not about my advice for them. It's not about my responsibility that I feel for them as their friend, which I think hinders a, a, like a healthy relationship. Like feeling responsible for them. Like, so... Yeah. That brings me to what is being responsible to them then? Yes. Because being responsible for them isn't always, um, it it doesn't apply. It applies certainly for parents with a young child. (laughs) You're responsible for them because they have no. They can't do anything for themselves. Right. They have no means to uh, feed themselves. Or even yeah. buy food for themselves when they are yeah. able to feed themselves. If you left them, they just die, which is right. very sad. They need yeah. parents who are responsible and will take care of them. Right. But now being responsible oh, to wait, 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 someone wait. or... Oh. Before we get to being responsible to, mm-hmm. being responsible for, like being responsible for your actions in a situation mm-hmm. where you've done something that is either hurtful or um, helpful or... Um, encouraging for someone like again I think we touched on it a little bit but like what do you do when the there are feelings attached to the actions that you did mm-hmm. um, and not because you can make someone feel anything but because that's we, that's what they feel about it we did talk about that in our last like, conversation about intentionality right like sort of, I, well yeah yeah did you do it on purpose did it right. an accident you know yeah um but yeah the thing i was going to bring up was i've had conversations with multiple people where i did something and they felt maybe offended or they felt disrespected or they felt like because i did that i didn't care about what they were feeling and then in in that situation i was being a little bit stubborn and wanting to just be like okay well yeah i did that but i i didn't make you feel this way which is although it's true that's not the the kindest way to say that in the conversation but 
And that's where I was at the moment. It's like, I didn't make you feel this way. Like, yeah, I didn't do X, Y, Z, but I, I didn't make you mad about it. Like, you did that. I didn't, I didn't get inside your head and say, be mad about this. I didn't do that. Now, I understand why you might be mad about it, but, like, that's not, it's not my fault. And then, and, again, this happened in multiple situations. Someone telling me that I don't want to take responsibility for it because I'm not accepting the way they feel about it. Or because I'm not wanting to take responsibility for the way I made them feel. Okay. Which, <laughs> like, I think, again, fine line, it, it really is a, like, wording difference but it it makes a big difference and like accepting what you made someone feel because of what you or accepting what someone feels about what you did right is completely necessary i think and healthy and and a part of accepting responsibility and accountability mm-hmm. and i think in in that when you do it that way you don't feel well not that you don't I don't feel guilty when I'm saying what I accepting that what I did, you feel offended by it. I can accept that. I can't accept that I made you feel guilty because then or I made you feel um, whatever you're feeling, because then I'm like, I mean, the weight of that is like a lot. I don't know how to explain that, but it's like very weighty. Well, when it's, it's like you made someone feel yeah. hurt. I, I did something. Yeah. And. Because of your needs and your wants in the situation, you're hurt by that. I can accept that. And some it's not always easy to. A lot of times it's hard to when you hurt someone that you care about or you do something that was offensive to them or whatever. And sometimes it's easier to accept it because you feel like it wasn't that big of a deal. But the point is, like, there's, a, there's definitely a difference between accepting... The way someone feels about something versus accepting that you made them feel that way. And it can get very manipulative when someone is telling or trying to make you um, accept that you made them do something. Trying to say, they're trying to put their emotions, feelings, thoughts on you and saying you're responsible for this, which is not true. Although you may have done something and they feel whatever they feel about what you did whether it was to them or to someone else, it's, you're not responsible, at the end of the day, you're not responsible for what they feel. You're responsible for what you did or didn't do. But mm-hmm. with whatever they're feeling about it, I think, depending on the context of the relationship, um, it's important to acknowledge that and respect that. It's It's the part of relationships that a lot of people don't even talk about or don't even have a conversation like this about because um, it happens so often where an individual will project their feelings onto someone else and try to 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 tell them I guess for lack of a better word that they're responsible for their feelings um, you know, like me saying, I feel anxious when, you know, you make me anxious when you're driving. Yeah. No, it's my choice to be anxious <laughs> when you're driving. And maybe, you know, there is something you could do differently when you're driving. Maybe you could drive slower or more carefully. Mm-hmm. That would make me 
um, or that would relieve some of the anxiety. But if I'm feeling anxiety, then I need to own what I feel and and that will allow me to manage it better rather than trying to manipulate and manage everything outside of me so that supposedly so that those out actions from outside of me will make me feel better right. or make me like, feel whole or, or whatever. Yeah. It's it's something that we're almost entering into psychology and yeah. and how a, uh, you know a psychologist would sit down with someone and talk about these things but but these are the conversations that people do need to have because most people don't have conversations about topics like this and it's very important to um to share this type of conversation, <laughs> not just with your um, mother or father or whomever, but uh, generate more conversation about this. Your feelings are yours. And the sooner we own our feelings and the sooner we acknowledge what we feel and even ask ourselves, why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. The the sooner we'll be able to manage our own feelings, not manage everything that's externally affecting or that we believe is affecting us. We'll manage what we have so that at some point we'll get to the place where everything can be going crazy around me and I can be genuinely calm and relaxed because I'm in control of my own feelings. Right, okay, like, before we get to Responsible 2, <laughs> we went to the movies, what was that, last night? Yeah. And we saw Eternals, the Marvel movie that came out, mm-hmm. I guess a couple weeks ago. But during the middle of the movie, the I supposedly the power went out, and the, <laughs> the movie screen cut off. And in that moment, there was a lot of things going through my head. I'm thinking, what the heck just happened? Like, the movie, mm. the, the movie just, like, cut off, and... We're in the middle, at least like an hour and some change in, and it just cut off. So I'm like looking around. I'm like, what is going on? And of course, it's dark because we're in the movie theater. We just sat and waited for a while. Right. And so I, I'm, I was starting to get scared because I'm like, why did the, why did it just cut off? I'm like, what is, what is going on? Like people, and my thing you is, you were starting to feel anxious. Yes, my, th- oh. and see, this is, I'm getting to it, Dad. So <laughs> people are crazy. People do stuff. And I, I was like, um, my first thought was, I want to leave this giant dark room because there's light outside. And what am I doing sitting in here in the dark when I could be outside? Mm-hmm. And if I need to run, I can run. <laughs> and then you were sitting there and you were extremely nonchalant about it. You were just like, um, what? I guess we're just going to sit here and wait. And I'm like, sit here and wait in the dark? Like. I'm not, I'm not afraid of the dark, but you can't see anything, and the the power just cut off, and we're in a movie theater, and crazy things have happened at a movie theater before. So I'm I'm getting all I'm getting scared, and you're just sitting there like, oh wow, the power went off, the lights went off, oh my goodness, and you're like, are they gonna give us our money back? And 
you and mom are sitting there having conversation about it, and I'm sitting there like, we're still sitting in this big dark room, and the movie cut off. Why are we still sitting here? And I started to get mad at you because I'm like, why is he not like doing something to get me out of this big dark room? And then I was like, well, Sydney, you didn't even tell him that you're scared right now. You like sure you had, <laughs> like you, he has no idea that you're scared right now. And then you got up to go use the bathroom. I'm like, great, an exit for me. And let's go use, let's go to the restroom. We go to the bathroom and then we come back and sit down and I'm, then I'm freaking out again. I'm like, why are we still sitting in this big dark room <laughs> and all these people are in here and we're just not doing anything. In that moment, I definitely could have been like, oh, this is my dad's fault that I'm so scared because my dad didn't do anything to, to quote unquote, ease my anxiety in the moment. Mm -hmm. But you had no, you had literally no idea that I was scared because I wasn't like doing anything i was just sitting there and it was like all going on in my head mm -hmm. and i didn't say anything to you so in that <laughs> moment it would have been literally so um I don't, I don't i don't know i'm not gonna try to put a word on that but it would have been really um difficult to get past something that like i didn't verbally say to you but i'm expecting you to act on something that i'm thinking in my head but i didn't say anything then if I got mad at you and then be like, well, dad, why didn't you like protect me from even though literally nothing happened and they just turned the movie back on? Then I would have been mad at you for literally no reason because you had no idea. And what, what were you supposed to do? Read my mind and be like, oh, Sydney's feeling scared right now. Let's leave this big dark room. You had no idea. So in that situation taking responsibility for what I was feeling. And then I had to ask myself, why am I so scared when literally nothing happened other than the movie cut off and they're just going to turn it back on and we're going to continue watching the movie? And then after they turned it back on, everything was fine. But I had to ask myself, like, why am I freaking out? Like, why is this mm -hmm. scaring me? Like, I've... And there are reasons why. Right. But and I, yeah, I had to think about it. Because, I, I mean, remember we were at the mall yes, at that time? Yes, we, we were at the mall. And it, I think it was Black Friday. Yes, it was. And somebody, uh, somebody, I think this is somebody. We didn't know what happened at right, the time. At the time, we didn't know what People happened. People just started running. People just started running. And out of the mall. The alarm went off. And it was yeah. like, there's an active shooter get in the mall. Out, there's an active out. shooter in the mall. Like, get out. What? We're looking around like, what are they talking about? Because we didn't, he no one heard anything. But as soon as the alarm, or people started running. And then the alarm went off. Mm -hmm. And then, like, everyone, like, exited the mall. And we're all, like, standing outside. And then you went to go get the car. But turns out someone they someone was having a fight and they broke a glass table and it sounded like a gunshot to someone and mm -hmm. they're like oh no there's a shooter when it was really just the table that broke and when did that that might have been like five or six years ago it was mm -hmm. yeah so that that was kind of traumatic I I guess I was like eleven or twelve uh, maybe mm -hmm. ten or eleven we didn't or go 12. back to that mall for a long time no we didn't I I didn't want to go back because it was like that was scary mm -hmm. and so yeah that. Yeah, that was that was definitely one reason I was scared. And then Yeah. I mean, again, a big dark room and everything just cuts off and we're just sitting in there like what's going on? And well, taking responsibility though. Taking responsibility yeah. for what you were feeling and instead of projecting it on to anyone else and and mm -hmm. 
and proclaiming why aren't you uh feeling what i'm feeling and yes, or, I, or why aren't you fixing what I, i'm feeling i literally had that thought i was like why is he not freaking out like i am on the inside i mm-hmm. wasn't because i wasn't saying anything right but i was thinking um, i was like why is he not thinking what i'm thinking like like is nobody else thinking what i'm thinking like am i the only one in this place thinking that we should just exit this space until they fix it or it's a part of it really is a part of what um consideration at least having consideration for others and and thinking of what others might be feeling like i when i mention i'm gonna you know go to the restrooms because this thing doesn't seem like it's coming on yeah and you said i'll go too i was thinking just for a second i thought oh yeah she probably wants to get out of here and but not in a bad way but Mm -hmm. i didn't want to just sit here in the dark (laughs) staring at the movie screen screen. which there's nothing (laughs) on the movie screen um so yeah i thought you probably did want to get out of there too at that time but i obviously i didn't know what was going on other than that uh, yeah as far as anxiety or anxiousness at all i think that's something i wanted i'm trying to get better at is like in moments where i even think someone could be feeling um not only scared but i'd like a multitude of feelings if i if i know someone well enough to have an idea of what they might be thinking or feeling like getting better at pausing and saying hey what are you thinking right now or what mm-hmm. are you feeling or uh, yeah just that because i'm reading this book right now called listen like you mean it and right. she talks about not baking assumptions into a question because that especially when the person realizes that you just baked an assumption into your question sometimes they feel like um i want to s- i want to say mm, what's what's the word for that almost disrespected because you not disrespected but just like diminished yeah like you didn't even give them the option to say what they were actually feeling mm-hmm. because you made an assumption and then said asking a question based on your assumption and instead of giving them a space to say what they're actually thinking and feeling right and yeah but um that i think that's important to to it takes a lot of practice though to right and and that that's not a bad thing but if we are so concerned about others that we are not authentically ourselves right then we can have a little issue you know a little problem with that and we're trying to fix everything for everybody rather than being who we are and and yes being empathetic at the same time being considerate at the same time Mm -hmm. um so we're certainly not promoting um not being responsible for um, our actions, but being responsible to an individual to consider yes. them. Right, yeah. To take what they're thinking, feeling, or believing into consideration. Um, 
and not, of course, forcing myself or my no. thoughts and, and beliefs accepting and whatever answer, accepting whatever answer they give you and taking whatever they have like yeah if they just say i'm not thinking anything right now or i'm not feeling anything just okay okay again making a request instead of making a demand like right just asking what are you thinking or what are you feeling and taking whatever they give you and accepting that and there of course are moments where you might feel that you need to dig a little deeper and ask again or mm -hmm. are you sure but well for the most part yeah. we just have a couple of minutes left i think but we okay. were gonna talk briefly about being responsible, responsible too, too. Yeah. Being and this this idea is too. in the the book boundaries um by um someone yeah you can you can look it up <laughs> it's a really good book but yeah just boundaries and and what is that concept though responsible being to responsible to um again being responsible for your actions okay th in the example of parent and child mm -hmm. i th i personally think obviously i'm not a parent so take it however you want but i personally think that instead of being responsible for your child and for everything that they do and for everything that they do and don't have and all that stuff. I think you're responsible to them to give them the opportunities that they need to be the person that they are. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's within your means. That's not saying that a person that's getting paid minimum wage is, is like suddenly supposed to give their child the same opportunities that would easily easily accessible for them if they were making millions of dollars a year. I'm not saying that. I'm saying with what you have, you're responsible to give your child whatever it is that they, or whatever you can to help them be the person that they want to be. And without infringing your own opinions and desires and dreams on them and saying, you need to do this, you have to do this, just letting them be who they are and helping them along the way. Like, whatever they need. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't think it's significant, even if you don't think it's important, even if you don't think it's good enough, just letting them be who they are and supporting them in all the ways that you can within the means of, especially your finances and your availability and your time. Like, just doing whatever you can to support them. And and you're right. Yeah. Be and, because and, at, oh, a, at a certain yeah, point... Yes, at a certain point, parents are no longer responsible for, but responsible to. Yes, like letting them make choices and then also accepting that whatever they do with what you give them and with what they have and the choices they make, that they're responsible. They're for responsible it. for that. Like mm -hmm. if you do, if you give everything you know how to a kid. And they take it and they go sit on a couch and do nothing with their life. And nobody literally does nothing with their life. That's just a phrase that we throw around as a society. But quote unquote, do nothing with their life. Um, that's not your fault. That's and the, And that sounds, I mean, not only is that correct, but that sounds good. But there are so many parents that I've met and that I've talked to um, who feel did we did did we do enough did we could we have done more I mean you know 
are they okay? And they're talking about adult children. I mean, adult, yeah, children of theirs. Um, it can be difficult for parents to release the that responsibility that they feel for their children. Um, but like you said a little while ago, God, and especially, and I've certainly mentioned it to you all, I know without a shadow of a doubt, when I moved out of my parents' house at 20 years old, God was in control at that point. My parents couldn't do anything else for me. And mainly because I didn't ask them to do anything else for me. Right. Um, God did everything that I needed. Uh, yes, God has a thousand ways to solve problems, to create um, opportunities, to open doors, or even close doors in some cases. So I've seen it happen in my own life. And so, yes. I'm a firm believer in the fact that God will take care of you. Yes. And I'm not worried about that at all. If I were worried about that, it would be because I don't trust God, not because. Yeah. 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 Even though I could project it and say, I don't trust you. But it's God that I truly don't trust. Yeah. Because. For Christians to believe that all things are possible through Christ and then worry about decisions that their children make is counter, not only counterintuitive, it's counterproductive, it's un-Christ-like. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it doesn't add up. No, like not at all. Yeah. The other part of being responsible too, I think, is upholding your... If you say you're going to do something, I think being responsible to someone is doing what you said you were going to do. Mm-hmm. And in the context of a friendship, hopefully you've had a conversation about it. And if not, hopefully you have some thoughts on what a friend is... Or what, what, who you want to be as a friend and how you want to show up for them and how you want to support them. Mm-hmm. And I think being responsible to them is doing that. Mm-hmm. It's um, caring about them and supporting them and loving them and giving them the space to be who they are without um, making or passing judgment on them or... Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else right now, but just loving them and respecting them and doing everything that you believe a good friend would do and having mm-hmm. those conversations. But, um, yeah, responsibility yeah. is a, it can be a little sticky when it be, when it comes to people's feelings and, and emotions, but it can all be handled and you, I, you're fully capable of figuring it out and maybe not on your own. Maybe you need to read a book. Maybe you need to pray about it. Maybe you need to journal. Maybe you, it would help if you saw a therapist and you can, process it out loud with someone would or your friend help a lot but um whatever it is we believe in you and you're fully capable of mm-hmm. um doing whatever it is that you need to do to maintain healthy relationships with people and yourself and god um 
And we'll do this again. Yes. We'll be real back. soon. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Um, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye.